Hey friends, welcome to episode 31 of Ray Keating's Authors and Entrepreneurs Podcast. In this episode, we're going to review, we'll do something different, we're going to review an interesting, perhaps provocative article, carrying the title, quote, Why Christian Movies Are So Terrible, close quote. Before we dive in, by way of introduction, I'm Ray Keating, your host and the author of the Pastor Stephen Grant novels and short stories, I've now published 10 Pastor Stephen Grant mysteries and thrillers. Uh, the most recent three were all published in 2018, Reagan Country, uh, Pastor Stephen Grant novels, novel, and two short stories, Heroes and Villains, and the latest one being Shifting Sands. All are available in paperback and for the Kindle at Amazon.com and signed books at RayKeatingOnline.com. I also just published The Realistic Optimist To-Do List and Calendar 2019. That also is available at Amazon.com and at RayKeatingOnline.com. You know, this is a different uh, type of book from my previous ones. Um, more a productivity tool than a traditional book. Um, I use it to better organize my life and to get things done uh, through a simple, systematic use of to-do lists. Uh, and I believe others can benefit from it as well. So in, in addition, you can check out Chuck versus the Business World, Business Tips on TV. That's based on the TV show Chuck. And it has all sorts of tips for your career and business. Uh, again, that's in paperback or for the Kindle at Amazon.com. And it's also available at RayKeatingOnline.com. I'm also the editor, publisher, and columnist for DisneyBizJournal.com. News analysis and commentary on, on the Disney business. So please visit that. And for good measure, I'm an economist, and I taught MBA students for 10 years about entrepreneurship, the economy, and assorted management topics. While this podcast is mainly targeted at readers and book lovers in general, authors, aspiring authors, entrepreneurs, and aspiring entrepreneurs, everyone is, of course, welcome to tune in. So, a gentleman named Jared Wilson, uh, he is the... Let me get his title straight. He's the Director of Content Strategy for Midwestern Seminary, Managing Editor for, uh, of, for the Church. He is uh, the Director of the Pastoral Training Center at Liberty Baptist Church, Church, and he's the author of numerous books. So he wrote an article uh, in early January uh, for, a web, for the website called For the Church, um, and the article, again, carried the title, quote, Why Christian Movies Are So Terrible, close quote. Now, I might say that he's not exactly going out on a limb here, but I do want to, you know, take a look at this article, uh, review a few of his points, raise some questions, and also relate it to fiction, um, you know, expressly Christian fiction or fiction that is somehow rooted in a, in a Christian worldview. So let's kind of dive into this and uh, and see what he has to say. So his first thought, he, he, he basically breaks the article into five points. So his first thought is, quote, Christian movies are not made by artists, by, but, okay, let's try it again. Christian movies are not ba made by artists, but propagandists, close quote. Now, that's a pretty bold declaration coming out of the box. Um, and I don't think the word propagandist really fits. You know, after all, the key point about propaganda is that it isn't just biased, but it is basically untrue. It's misleading. And I don't think that necessarily fits here. But what's his key point in this 
you know, into this first thought. Um, let me read this quote. I tracked this shift most notably in Christian writing fiction about 20 years ago. We always wondered why there weren't any more C.S. Lewis's or G.K. Chesterton's around. The truth, truth is there were. They just weren't writing for the Christian market because that market does not want art that communicates truth, but art that is being used by a message. Close quote. Now, that's a pretty, again, pretty bold statement. And if it's true, quite frankly, it's it's troubling. Um, you know, one point is it would seem to confuse or separate truth and message, right? Um, so I'm, I'm not quite sure what to do with this first point. Point. I, you know, I think it's it's a little more controversial. You know, it's kind of like grabbing readers uh, and, and trying to get them. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this is a specific objective, but, you know, to kind of get people riled up when they start reading. So let, let's just kind of think about that one a little bit. Um, I think I, I, have, I have doubts about both the use of the word propagandist, and I also have doubts about... Um, why there are no very few C.S. Lewis's or G.K. Chesterton's around today. Um, and part of it, you know, may be the market for quote-unquote Christian fiction, but the market for these types of books is much wider than that. Let me just say that. So now his second thought is, quote, Christian movies take place in the imagined reality of Christian sentimentalism, close quote. Okay, this one I have to agree with 100%. Um, quite frankly, it's one of my pet peeves uh, and why I think the, the genre of Christian movies and, quite frankly, Christian fiction today, why these areas suffer so much uh, in terms of gaining a wider audience and earning a certain amount of artistic uh, respect. So he also, under the same uh, point... He, he, you get, I mean, it's a, it's a straightforward point, right? Um, you know, I, I've gotten feedback from my books, complaints about some, uh, complaints from some Christian readers that had trouble with certain things that I included in the book. And they were usually things that happened in real life, but they didn't seem to like that being in uh, my books. So it is what it is. You know, you're, you're never going to please people 100%, but there is that aspect of the market out there. So um, uh, the author here, uh, Wilson, continues. <clears throat> he writes, and again, I'll quote, quote, characters in Christian movies don't often sound like people in real life. Close quote. Bingo. Absolutely correct. It's one of the things that I try to avoid in my own books. Um, you know, People in in both these movies and and many of many Christian fiction books tend to be very uh, wooden, <clears throat> to say the least, um, serving up platitudes rather than you know real life uh, conversation. I continue uh, with this quote: the, "Quote They sound like Christians imagine or desire real life to be. This is why the Christian protagonists are always earnest, even when they quote don't have all the answers." Close quote. And why the non-Christian antagonists always sound like the one-dimensional memes Christians tilt against in their Facebook streams, close quote. You know, again, hard to disagree with any of this here. Um, 
and I think, <clears throat> you know, you know, listen, the market's big and, 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 uh, you know, you can, as an author, you can, uh, serve all, you know, kinds of niches when it comes to writing books. <clears throat> uh, and it does seem that much of, or, or a good chunk of the Christian fiction audience wants this type of stuff. But, um, Quite frankly, much of the audience clearly doesn't. Uh, one of the nice things has been some of the feedback that I've gotten for the past achievement grant novels is, you know, hey, this isn't like some of this other stuff. You know, the, the characters are real. They're not perfect. <clears throat> you know, things happen to them that are not always great. Um, they don't speak in platitudes. Hopefully they speak naturally. So it's been nice to kind of get that type of feedback. Um, and I do think this is something, again, that hampers... Uh, both Christian movies and Christian fiction. So I, I agree with the uh, I agree with Mr. Wilson on that point. His third thought is quote Christian movies emphasize narrative tidiness over nuance close quote. And he continues uh, by noting again I quote a good guy can get hurt in real life. He's talking about his own novel here. Uh, well, my big mistake was mistaking the world of Christian fiction for real life. In the world of Christian fiction, at least for that publisher, good guys don't get hurt, close quote. So he's talking about uh, a novel of his that he approached a, a Christian fiction publisher, and they said, well, my goodness, you know, this guy, the, the good guy, if you will, your protagonist gets hurt badly. We can't have that. <clears throat> so, again, this is kind of, you know, it's almost like what I call cotton candy Christianity, Um uh, you know, but in reality, bad things happen to faithful Christians. You know, we uh, look at the apostles, if you don't believe that, right? So um, in this life, yes, stuff happens. So, um, you know, and, and there's also that pesky fact that we are both saints and sinners. You know, we all fall short. We sin every day and we need Christ's forgiveness, redemption and salvation. So reflecting this uh, in your book I would think would be a positive rather than a negative uh, that at least some Christian fiction publishers and some Christian fiction readers seem to think it is. Okay, uh, his fourth point, thought, quote, Christian movie theology must be contained in platitudes, close quote. Yeah, right, again, another pet peeve of mine. Um, he, he goes on to point out, quote, every prayer sounds scripted, every dramatic moment sounds cliched, the pastors sound like the phrases on motivational posters, close quote. Yeah, again, hard to deny that with many uh, Christian movies and much of Christian fiction. Uh, you know, is it, you know, I guess it goes back to who's, obviously it goes back to who's doing the writing and, and you know, but is it really that difficult to offer at least a little bit of depth in terms of our theology? In, in our fiction, you know, I, again, listen, I write thrillers and mysteries, so we're not, we're not talking, you know, theological documents here, but I do try to, when I touch on these issues, to bring at least some degree of, of depth to them and, and not, um, you know, resort to just, uh, as he says, uh, you know, motivational posters and platitudes and such. So, yeah, I think that's a, a legitimate criticism. Um, uh, and then his final thought, um, hold on, let me just, uh, get organized here. <laughs> Didn't I just, um, 
Final thought by Mr. Wilson is this, and I'm going to read this a little longer quote. Quote, suppose we actually had a Christian movie that was aesthetically excellent and artistically authentic. It was written with a writer's sensibility, theological depth, the nuance of reality, etc. And then suppose it had clear Christian content in it. Do you think it wouldn't strike so many of us as out of tune with what we expect good movies to be? continues a little later on, or let's consider this, the gospel always sounds offensive to the world, close quote. So there's a lot to unpack here. My initial reaction is yes and no. <clears throat> you know, the way he puts it, it would almost dictate that Christians should ref- refrain from addressing the world at all. Um, and, you know, I'm sure he doesn't intend that, but I think much of Christianity has done this, you know, without thinking. Uh, abdicating, you know, abandoning entire areas of our our culture uh, to the secular, you know, to those, quite frankly, overtly hostile to Christianity. And then, lo and behold, we all sit around and wonder, hey, hey, what happened here? How did this happen? How did our culture come to this? (laughs) Well, when you retreat, that's what happens. Um, Now, Wilson concludes, quote, in any event, if your movie's going to get laughed at, for being Christian, maybe at least make sure it's because of the cross and not because it's corny, close quote. Um, yeah, okay, well, in, in my view, though, it's the corny that's the big problem, not the cross. Um, you know, I would hope that much of the world craves truth and meaning um, and the ultimate truth in Jesus Christ. So... Um, and, and, you know, let's look at a sentence earlier in the piece that Wilson, Wilson asked the following, quote, why does it seem like the only good Christian movies are the ones made by the world, the world's artists with Christian themes? And then he notes the passion of the Christ, silence, etc. Close quote. Now, that, again, that's interesting. He says the world's artists. Now, what does that mean? You know, we need to be very careful here in terms of what is meant. You know, I know the world type of thing is is often used as, you know, something uh, separate from the Christian uh, and so on. And I get that, but, you know, can't and, and shouldn't Christians be ranked among the world's artists in the best sense of that? Uh, you know, Mel Gibson was the director and driving force behind the passion of the Christ. And for all his troubles, he is a Christian. Um, so, you know, Wilson also mentioned Lewis and Chesterton. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I toss in others, Tolkien as well, Charles Williams, uh, Paul Meyer. Uh, there are younger, encouragingly so, younger emerging authors like Tyrell Bramwell. And of course, there are so many others, you know, who I'm forgetting um, it's, it's not, again, I, I, it's not the, I don't think it's the gospel message. It's not the cross. It's, it's too often, unfortunately, the content that we're presenting, you know, the corniness of it, if you will, that, that, uh, that too many Christian filmmakers and writers are offering. You know, now, for me, you know, I have some basic rules for writing fiction that I try to follow. Um, you know, some people might deny it, but 
This is not unique to Christians. I believe, you know, all writers have something to say, at least at some point, through their storytelling. You know, we all have, each of us has principles and beliefs that guide our lives and our actions. Um, so when it comes to such matters in my novels, you know, I try to write according to, you know, a few basic points, a few criteria. Um, number one, don't hit the reader over the head with a two by four. So, um, you know, of course, you know, I, I write the Pastor Stephen Grant novels because I have an urge to, to hopefully tell a good story <clears throat> about interesting characters, uh, fun, entertaining, and so on. <clears throat> but also, there's a reason I chose Pastor Stephen Grant to be a pastor, right? Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not here to, again, to to hit people over the head with a two-by-four of of uh, Christian platitudes. Um, number two, don't, don't let earnestness trump the telling of an enjoyable story. Again, you know, Wilson referred to this, and I have in the past as well. You know, you can't make, make characters so earnest that it's like, who are these people? Do, they, do you know anyone like this? Do you want to know anyone like this? You know, these are all real questions. <clears throat> um, number three, when saying something on an issue... You know, make it at least make it seem natural to the story, make it natural to who the characters are and the situation they're in. That's important to try to do. Um, and along those lines, don't disrupt the telling of of the tale. You know, with a speech or a commercial for a cause. Um, that does seem. You know, I've seen that amongst a whole host of writers, <clears throat> um, in the area of Christian fiction and other areas. And of course, dialogue's important. You know, work and, and I, I try to work to have the characters sound normal. Again, it goes back to that question, you know, do you, do you know anybody that when you're writing dialogue, um, you want to make sure that, you know, at least you're capturing somehow or another, this is how people in general talk or how this person in this position would talk. Not how you hope, you know, that they might talk and, you know, they might, you know, step up on the metaphorical soapbox and give a speech, you know, and so on and so on. So, again, those are the things that I that I try to follow. You know, have I fully succeeded in following these? Absolutely not. But these are the goals. So that's what I try to work for. And, you know, in the end, after reading this piece and thinking about it a lot over the years, you know, perhaps we need to think about moving away from quote-unquote Christian fiction as a formal particular genre and just get to writing for wider spaces you know write mysteries write thrillers write sci-fi and so on for people out there for everyone hopefully you know for <laughs> that would be the ideal <laughs> um and you, yeah you have your characters who are Christians or your your point that you're making here and there hopefully in a in a, in a not over the top way. So, you know, maybe it's time to, uh, to just talk about being, <clears throat> not necessarily just being a Christian who writes a Christian who makes films and my Christianity influences and informs that just as it influences and informs the rest of my life. So there's my closing thought. Thanks for tuning in. Please like us on Facebook at Realistic Optimist To Do, at Pastor Stephen Grant Novels, and at Authors and Entrepreneurs. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. 
And please tune in to another podcast of mine, Free Enterprise in Three Minutes. Again, you can listen and subscribe at iTunes. The Realistic Optimist to-do list and calendar, again, is available at Amazon.com and signed copies at RayKeatingOnline.com. The same goes for my Pastor Stephen Grant novels, and the same goes for Chuck versus the Business World. And again, head over to DisneyBizJournal.com if you get a chance. And until the next installment of Ray Keating's Authors and Entrepreneurs podcast, enjoy reading, enjoy writing, and enjoy entrepreneurship. God bless and take care.